0: Hey, welcome to the Church Plan Podcast—a conversation to grow your leadership and build your church. We're excited today. We've got something a bit different today, Nathan. Yes. way.
1: Yes, we are at our staff retreat as Icon Church, and we've had uh, two of our great friends, Steve and Rachel Morston, with us. And uh, and so we thought, well, whilst we're here. Let's do a Church Explained podcast, Uh, a little bit about what we've uh, been speaking about at Staff Retreat, but then also uh, a little bit of exciting stuff that Rachel's got coming up. So you need to stay tuned in for that. If you don't know who Steve and Rachel are, firstly, they're the greatest people on the planet. Uh, We've just told them that. And, uh, but also they're passionate about the church, Devote their whole lives to following the call of God, building his house and the lives of others. Currently, they're based at Soul Church in Norwich, England, with their lifelong friends and senior pastors John and Chantelle Norman. They're part of the senior leadership team there and have seen that church grow numerically and in influence. So, Stephen Rachel, it's great to have you on the Church Explained podcast.
0: Thank you. It's great well, to be here. Welcome, yeah. welcome. And of course, um, not only do, do they do the stuff at Soul Church, but further afield as well. Do a lot of traveling, coaching, yeah. leadership stuff as well. So that's great to find out about as we go through. So we're excited to have you here because, as we've said, it's a little bit different with uh, the Church Playing podcast today. One, it's our staff retreat. So this is almost like a behind-the-scenes yeah. staff talk, but like uh, with an extra layer in there. Okay, so you're really anybody who's watching in today or listening in, you're really behind the scenes of Icon Church and you're finding out some of the stuff we've been uh, going through and talking through even uh, the last couple of days. So great to have you guys here. Thank you. you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, more than what we've put in the bio, maybe about um, your ministry, your role, your life, and um, maybe a little bit of what you do for fun as well.
2: Yeah. Well, firstly, we're obviously married.
0: Yeah. Very much in love. We should have said that already, shouldn't we? nearly I? 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, us. congratulations.
3: We met when I was 12 and he was 13. had ah. a can.
0: Yeah, yeah, and
2: I then chased her for 10 years and uh, yeah. finally landed the yeah. fish. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. As you can see, I've done very well. So, yes. um, yeah, so we've well. been married for nearly 30 years, got two beautiful girls, Melody, who's 23, and Mercy, who is 18, just yes, to do it. Two her adults, there. yeah. Wow, we love them to bits.
3: They both love church, they both love ministry. Melody actually oversees the worship at oh, Soul wow. Church. Amazing. And um, we lived in Australia for 15 years. Mm-hmm. We we're pastoring over there and just moved back to our roots four years ago, wow. four and a half years ago. And wow. what do
2: we do for fun? Well, I love to play golf. I love any sport, really, Manchester United fan. And uh, I love quirky little fact bodyboarding, which was wow. great in Australia, but in Cromer in the North Sea. It is a very seasonal affair. Yeah, I can right? imagine. But uh, I do how, love to how get How cold
1: is the North Sea?
2: Well, it gets to around five degrees. Yes. So you need a full
1: wetsuit right. and you need... I, I, I want to know this because um, I was baptised yeah. in the North Sea. Were oh, you? Yeah. And all I can remember, it was freezing.
3: mate. Yeah. you get
1: it, a total it, head. It, on. it wasn't it was one of those moments where like the glory of <laughs> <in> the Lord <laughs> uh, came upon me. There was, was no doves. This was freezing. Get <laughs> 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 no. me out of here quick! <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, no doves memory. were coming down. No. <laughs> but then brown. if you
3: do paddleboarding, which is my favourite <laughs> thing, ah. and you're good at balance, you don't have to fall in the water. That's right. That's
1: right.
0: I love. You've got the better skill. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The core balance. A bit of
0: competition here. That's what's going on this morning. Morning. Coffees That's are a good
3: it. thing. I love catching up with people for yeah. coffees, uh, afternoon tea.
0: Good, no. coffee. good, good coffee. coffee. Good coffee. Yeah, good you got to have good coffee. Yeah. So look, we found out a little bit about you guys, a little bit about your ministry. Do you want to say anything more about your faith journey? How did you come to faith? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little mm-hmm. bit about that.
3: Well, I was brought up in church. My Mm -hmm. parents were pastors. They actually pioneered what is now Soul Church, but next year it'll be 60 years since that started. So my granddad and then my parents. So I had the privilege of growing up in ministry, and I think it wasn't until I moved away to university, I studied at Teesside Physiotherapy, Mm -hmm. that's when I really had an encounter with God for Mm -hmm. myself, and I knew that I knew that I knew that I wanted to make a difference and Mm talk to him naturally wanted to talk to my friends about jesus and um at a time when you're away from home it can be a time when a lot of young people can drift away mm. um and it, there were moments where it could have been at a crossroads but it just really made my faith yeah. strong um
1: i wonder if so. you I, actually just jumping off i wonder if you'd speak into that because i think the stats are that it's around 45 percent mm. um might not have it exactly right but 45 percent of people are, young people who are in church at 18 oh. here in the UK would go to university and wouldn't continue in their faith mm. so I wonder yeah. if you you could speak maybe into like just even a church leader or churches what can you do to encourage people yeah. to do that and help yeah. people yeah. to do that yeah. yeah
2: that's a very real issue because my daughter's 18 Yeah, yeah. so yeah. last week process. she went and checked out universities. university yeah. so mm-hmm. here's the way I'd see it it's really important think about the church that they're going to go to before the university yeah right so she's checking out uh, a great University up North but we also know that the glow church is there. yeah so we're thinking ahead is let's help her get into a great church great. and attend University yeah. in that order mm-hmm. rather than the other way around because yeah. they're spiritual you know I remember Robert Ferguson talking to me once in Australia and he he really challenged me he said Steve when it comes to your kids minds in the Bible you only ever entrusted their minds to a priest Mm. Mm. that really challenged me so think about where they're going to be spiritually impacted before Mm. they're going to be intellectually
0: impacted.
3: and as a pastor and leader i think it's important to get them up and pray for them before Mm. they go so it gives that accountability both in youth and in main church Mm. that this person is gone let's keep them in our thoughts and minds and prayers let's let's keep contacting them and there needs to be that accountability. I mm. know I had people doing that for me. Mm. But I remember one particular night, all my friends were saying, come on, let's go. They wanted to go out clubbing. Mm. And, and I remember feeling strongly that I wanted to fit in. Yeah. But I made a decision in that moment, not because I was super strong or spiritual. I just knew that wasn't the way for me. I could see the fruit yeah. of their lives. I lived in a house with three other girls that weren't Christians. And I remember staying in that night mm. and just feeling quite sad that I thought I was missing out. And I had the most amazing encounter with God in my bedroom wow. and I remember there were tears and I literally felt his love fill my heart and fill the room mm. saying Rach when you've got this why would you want to try and fill that with these other things and yeah. it really sustained me that and some quality friendships yeah. great um so picking the right friends
0: two good things are accountability yeah mm. and um making that wise choice I mean that is mm. a wise choice um, a bit of a cultural shift Steve really if we mm. think about it choosing university uh, choosing church first then university
1: That's, yeah,
0: yeah. that takes a bit of courage mm. I think from parents yeah, as well yeah to think through
1: that yeah we? definitely yeah so, well yeah.
0: Done on that. Yeah. yeah so hey listen you've been sharing with our staff both yeah. of you so it's been fantastic we've really appreciated that Steve you shared yesterday morning with us around this idea of being pressed but pressing on and I wonder if we could just explore that a little bit because there was so much good stuff in there mm. and it um, was. yeah and I think it, it really helped a lot of the listeners, a lot of the leaders are yeah, maybe definitely. leaning into this, because actually we all face pressures in life. Mm-hmm. So what, what was your motivation? Sounds like a real... Uh, <laughs> a serious, uh, question. Yeah. But what was your motivation? What was your thinking of, of bringing such a message?
2: Look, I think for every leader, we know that being in ministry can have pressure. Mm. Pressure is something we all fa- face. And it actually came out of a conversation, again, with Robert Ferguson, we were talking about preaching and he mentioned that that scripture about being hard pressed mm. but not crushed yeah and I love that and I think ministry is a place where we feel hard pressed mm. but thank God not not crushed and I, I know I told that funny story yeah, about yeah. an experience I had it at, uh, at church at Hillsong Church went in this goes back 15 years when uh, Phil Doolian sang it asked me to be Involving the an- annual animated Bible story, which was the most theologically unsound <laughs> event in the life of the church. And it involved me being hoisted up to the roof of the Hillsong uh, Convention Centre and being dropped. And I was wow. dressed in a chicken, chicken suit. suit.
3: He <laughs> was the dove with love from above. The dove <laughs> with love from above. <laughs> Noah's <up>. Ark. <laughs>
2: it was a crazy event. But what they didn't know is that six weeks previously, I just had a little op. It begins with V and ends in... And so uh, when I was hoisted up, my feet were in stirrups, and I was literally dropped from maybe 100 feet. And unfortunately, when I was dropped, my feet slipped out of the stirrups. And so I was dropped, and it was a very, very painful experience. So I knew what it was to be (laughs) hard-pressed but not crushed. Uh, The point I made was that the enemy knows your vulnerabilities. We all have pressure points and in ministry you know the enemy went straight after Jesus in Matthew 4 mm-hmm. when he just fasted for 40 right. days and the Bible said he was hungry yeah. what was his first temptation turn these right. stones into bread so yeah. the enemy does know your pressure yeah. points and you need to make sure you're aware of his devices if you're
1: going to survive in ministry
2: that, the, that was the motivation
1: the, you you mentioned as well uh, obviously the whole crowd were laughing because they were seeing your grimacing oh, face at the time <laughs> So they did it again? Yes. They actually, and again. Yes. And again. And it just kept going. Uh, and
2: literally pain was yeah. shooting through my body. Uh, so yeah. thanks to well, that,
3: that,
0: That's <laughs> a good biblical number of the three. three. So maybe they were just onto something yeah. there. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you mentioned <laughs> that, uh, that whole, um, the enemy knows how to press us and uh, we feel pressure. Mm. I wonder, uh, wonder if you could share like uh, some of the things that we can do as leaders and uh, as people who follow Jesus. How do we withstand that pressure how do we you know your title i love your title because it kind of explains it we're pressed but we're pressing on so how do we keep pressing on yeah Yeah. and i I talked
2: about the pressure that we face externally
0: yeah
2: and i used the illustration of me diving down for a baseball cup in the mediterranean i got halfway down and i couldn't i couldn't swim any further because the pressure was building in my head in my ears. so i turned around and swam back to the surface but then i thought about a submarine how the heck do they dive down, sometimes a mile deep? How can they withstand that pressure? And the answer is re- really simple. Mm. It's that in a submarine, the pressure on the inside has got to be greater than the pressure on the outside. Yeah. Oh, and Paul says, We have this yeah. treasure in earthen vessel mm. that the power may be of God, not of us. We're, we're just earthen vessels. We are clay pots, we're easily broken, we're fragile. People can hurt us, people can offend us. But we've got to make sure that the pressure within us is of God. And I use that beautiful phrase in in Greek, it's hyperbola dunamis, that this super abundant power, that dunamis power is hyperbole, it's incredible, it's exceeding. That's not us, Nathan, we're not anything special. We both know that. But when God, <laughs> we, 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 like, we
1: like to think we are on the golf
2: course at times. Yes, we're pretty handy on the golf yeah, yeah. course mate. But the truth is, the power the power, the the power is not of us; it's yeah. of God, and yeah. it's it's only when the power of God within us is greater than the pressure around us that we can survive in ministry.
0: And I guess that's the key, isn't it? There, I mean, why don't we just explore a little bit? I mean, maybe from both of you, how do you think then leaders can identify those pressure points? Because a lot of people or go through life, they're going through stuff, but they they don't really know how to identify. Yeah, Mm. I wonder if you could share something about that.
3: Well, I spoke this morning about um, one of the things that can make us more susceptible to pressure is when we lose our passion Mm. and our joy, and we don't react with strength as leaders, Mm. as we would have done had everything been going well internally, like Steve was saying. So some of the the signs of a depleted joy, or depleted passion is you're less generous. Mm-hmm. You, um, just both in your time and you, your ability to connect with people and listen to people, but also just generous in, in you know, life in general, mm-hmm. what yeah. you have exactly. to give. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're less intimate yeah. with with each other with, and then we've got to watch that with married couples because mm-hmm. you're giving out mm-hmm. and giving out mm-hmm. and it, you just got no energy. for each other you can feel like you when you're speaking to people in church life you don't want to go there because it takes too much energy Mm. you feel like people are annoying you And and people annoy us, right? Um, mm. And they can easily wind you up and annoy you. Those are all signs of pressure building. Um, Maybe you would overreact because it's got to come out somewhere. You would say something you wouldn't normally mean and then immediately, hopefully, your spouse can pick up on it or someone that's why we need accountability around us will say, hey, you wouldn't normally react in that way. Um, And it's taking time to have those moments where we're thinking, what's going well? What's actually not going well? We'll have a date night regularly, but we'll also regularly look at what is our strengths. What are the things that are depleting us right now? What do we need to arrest? What do we need to change? Where have the boundaries got a bit blurred?
1: Can I just just on that because you know, like, did you find that awkward to start with when you started doing that together? Was that like?
3: Steve did, I didn't. Yeah, I love having those so conversations. So this is why I'm this is yeah. why I'm
1: asking the you, question you would because, find it awkward, because would you? I'm like this is awkward. So so Steve, how did you get past that? Because I think it's really beneficial, but I think people would stop at the this is awkward, yeah, moment. Init- initially,
2: what it was, you know, Rachel wanted to write this down and talk about <laughs> yeah. this, and I like, oh, I can't think of anything worse than <laughs> yeah. having a night off doing that stuff. Yeah. But I think over the over the thirty years, you've realised what sustains you and. You know, you've got to get through some some of that stuff. So we we have built rhythms, you know, rhythms. Your dad says rhythms are more important than encounters. So Mm -hmm. every week we'll have a a Mm -hmm. date night. But it's not just the weekly rhythm of our date night. It's the daily rhythm of when we first get in from work, we debrief and we'll take a few moments and, Mm on a regular basis, we'll go for a walk together. Mm -hmm. You know, we just had a time of prayer and fasting Mm -hmm. in our church, and so we would regularly go out and walk and pray every morning. And it's amazing how it just, even though it's difficult, it can feel awkward, it actually breeds and brings intimacy. And that's a very good thing. So... Yeah, uh, Yeah, that helps, that helps. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you also, just just picking up on these pressure points, so you're talking about that, and Mm -hmm. I think when you say things like, oh, we're less generous, we think we have to be like really down, but you use this phrase that's come into the dictionary and it's used this word meh. Meh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is like, it's not, it's not like it's this deep dive. Uh, it's just, deep I just feel meh. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
3: And the majority of people at the minute, we've got a bit of a mm. fuel crisis, energy crisis in our country, mm. but it's, it's crept into people's lives a little mm. bit, mm. a bit like I haven't really got the energy. And I think a lot of us can feel that just yeah. meh. Yeah. it's not really depressed i'm not really but just and it's actually really dangerous yeah. because over a period of time that creeps into a marriage mm. creeps into a team mm. creeps into a leader and and that then the pressure points mm. are more likely to be obvious because there's no fuel there yeah to give yeah.
0: Yeah. and yeah. you you mentioned actually uh if i can just pick up on that because that's a great great yeah. thought that around this idea that when you're facing times like that that you do something did you go away you spend a bit of time and you ask yourself three I I think it's six questions or or Mm -hmm. nine questions Mm -hmm. all beginning with who, what, where. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just remembering now. So tell us a little bit about that because I think that's a great practice that will help leaders just to then think about those pressure points but actually what I need to do with them. So can you you help me to share that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I've talked about the importance of accountability and being vulnerable. And I shared a teary moment where I felt like I was in a lot of pain with my back, but also my joy had gone. I was just giving out, giving out, giving out. Mm. So the encounter with God, being vulnerable with close friends and leaders around, that was the first thing. The second thing was very practical. It Mm. was, uh, call it an hour to empower. So, yeah, the Holy Spirit can empower us in a service, and in my bedroom that I described as a teenager or with friends. But actually, I go to a cafe or I'll go to a room mm. in, our, in our church and I write down, there's actually probably eight questions and they're all Ws, and it's who, three whos. Who can I encourage mm. on my team? Who is maybe on the bench that I can bring out at the minute? Mm. Who is... Um, that I can actually practically send a text message, encourage them. And then I ask them what. So I haven't got my notes in front of me, well, so I'm trying to ask myself, what am I currently uh, doing, really well. doing well yep. and what can I improve on? Yeah. What are the areas that are weak at the minute in my life, in, my, in our lives, yeah. my girls, um, in, our, in our church general, in the areas that we oversee, in yep. our leadership, yeah. in Soul Church? And then I will ask... Um, my final question is, why am I doing this? Mm. Why? <laughs> why? and yeah, we got to yeah, ask yeah. that question, why? It's am I true, called yeah. to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but jotting down these things of, of the who and then and then the where am I going? Yeah. What? Where am I going next week? Yeah. Yes, we've got a vision as a church and as leaders, but what does that look like for me? Where yeah. am I going and how am mm. I communicating that to a team? Yeah. So those are good questions to ask regularly because otherwise yeah. we can just go from the next thing to the next thing to the next
0: thing. Yeah, that's why we those rhythms, isn't Yeah, it like? is.
1: It is, yeah. Fantastic. No, it's really good. Steve, you also introduced mm. something really interesting, this word proentropic. Yeah. Um, I wonder Great if you'd explain dad. that He's because actually, be uh, yeah. <laughs> and how, how does that relate to our leadership? Uh, yeah, just begin to explain that. Yeah, the word proentropic, it my brother is
2: educating me about the world of shares he's he's been dealing in shares for many years and so he's trying to bring me up to speed and poor guy pray for him and <laughs> yeah, he sent me an article one day he said you need to read this really interesting and within it there was a, a word and it said that these shares are pro entropic. i thought what the heck does that mean so uh proentropic entropic comes from entropy the law of entropy is that everything left to itself tends towards Disorder look at your teenagers bedroom. Yeah. It just tends yeah, yeah, towards yeah. disorder. Chaos. and the Brilliant. share markers for the last year has been in chaos Everything's yeah. been dropping and most shares don't like it. Their value is lost But there are some shares that investors look for and they are the shares that are pro entropic In other words, they love the chaos because yeah. when everything else is in chaos, they increase in value mm. So everyone is looking for the pro entropic shares mm. And it sparked off in my mind that God's power is pro entropic. Yeah, that when the world is in chaos, mm-hmm. it's in our weakness that His power is made perfect. Yeah. And so I love that thought that God's power works when we feel weak, when everything is crashing down mm-hmm. around us. God's power is pro entropic. Yeah.
0: And it's about having that strength within. That's what you were chatting to our leaders about. Yeah. And uh, you, can't, you can't be thinking of this question. I th- think it's an important question to ask because there's a lot of leaders out there going through different things. And I guess leaders uh, face different pressures: pressures in ministry, pressures yeah. at home, pressures all sorts of places. What do What do you think? What would be your advice to a leader who maybe feels they can't cope with the pressure? Yeah, I mean it's an important question, and we can evade it. And we can think, well, let's just do these few things. But what? What? What do we need to do with them?
2: Look. I'll give you an answer first and you add to that. I I remember being in one of these moments and it was about 15 years ago. And, you know, uh, my mental health for the first and really only time had really started to take a dip to the point where the stress of the workplace was just becoming too much. And I'd been to see a doctor and they had prescribed me sleeping pills and antidepressants. This was the first time. And I remember you know, i thought well i'll go for a run every night and i would go for, i'd run for an hour and a half but literally my mind would not stop mm. just i couldn't turn it off at a night i couldn't sleep and so that what i would say to every leader is you need to talk to somebody That's okay. mm. especially That's as men we don't do it no. but yeah, yeah, yeah. i had the courage mm. to talk and i was really mm. honest to scott yeah. and then he mm-hmm. gave me the right advice yeah. For where I was at and I made some yeah. significant changes yeah. mm. as a result of that mm. but it really helped me yeah. and it actually mm. set me free so the yeah. the first thing is talk to somebody that can help you not your barber mm-hmm. talk to mm-hmm. someone professionally yeah. trained or a pastor that you trust yeah.
3: that's really important I think we spend a lot of our time coaching pastors yeah. but also <clears throat> pastoring pastors yeah. And it's these moments where i think we get so used to giving out giving out giving out and i shared an example of that today you give out and then when someone ministers to you it's actually quite overwhelming because you're not used to that and so as pastors and leaders it's really important that it doesn't need to be a lonely journey i think years ago pastoring seemed to be like you can't let people too close you know but those days are gone we actually need to lead with vulnerability yeah. now because it attracts people and they mm. connect mm. with your weaknesses more than they are impressed by your strengths mm. so it's really important that you talk to someone we actually recommend we've got a really great psychologist a trauma therapist mm. that we refer people to and counseling, I'd yeah. recommend counseling someone that understands the church yeah. world mm. the other thing that I would recommend is make sure you're um, strengthening your strengths because mm. I think as pastors and leaders we yeah. think we have to do everything mm. you know what do they say master of uh, jack of jack all of trades of master of none, none. Yeah. and that's the biggest way to burn out you've yeah. got to be look what's the strength of your heart yeah. I talked today in Ecclesiastes it talks about um, keep busy with the joy of your heart yeah. you'll not be affected unduly the Bible mm. says by life if you keep busy with the joy of your heart so we yeah. often talk to pastors what's your strength What's your strength? And yeah. then we have to be able to give place for people to fill the gaps yeah. where our weaknesses are um, yeah. so that we can really flourish in our areas of strength.
1: Yeah, we did a great um, thing, actually, at the end. You did a great thing with us uh, at the end of your session today. Staff retreat we said this was behind the scenes, but yeah, uh, yeah. you did... Uh, you know, like, you split us, you got us into groups and uh, that was the men together and the women together and into smaller groups and just, um, just asking the question of each other, you know, where's your passion? Yeah. You know, depleted or where's your enthusiasm mm-hmm. gone? And just mm-hmm. a just an ability, you know, we were in a group of four, just an ability to share openly. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. said, sometimes we're not very good at this as men. And uh, sometimes if those groups mixed, you highlighted it that sometimes the women sit back mm-hmm. and don't share as much. And it was just a real powerful mm-hmm. moment. It was. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, you know, just that uh, that ability to be vulnerable right. with people you trust. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so it doesn't have to be like, oh, I've got the big issue. It could be I've just recognized yeah. a pressure point yeah. or I've just, my passion's mm-hmm. weighing in. Yes, yeah. Let absolutely. me chat to someone.
0: Yeah, but it's not mm-hmm. about waiting till things are really, really yeah. at a level where you need that type of help. It could be yeah. if you're mm-hmm. working that stuff through as you go, yeah and yeah. that's the thing that sustains you as well it's having it's about like, o- ongoing accountability and vulnerability yeah. they, with each other yeah. and that so takes
3: great courage it does yeah. it, it does. actually takes a strong leader to admit mm. vulnerability yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
3: So um
2: just before we move on from that oh, we okay. both have mentors
3: yeah
0: who
2: <coughs> we catch up with regularly so yeah. mine's dr van shaw in australia who's my master's supervisor yeah. and i'll regularly just talk to him and he'll check in and he prays for us every day because we mm. all need someone yeah. And somewhere that we can go to just on a regular basis yeah, not yeah. just when crisis hits it's, really it's an ongoing rhythm that we have yeah.
3: we've got to keep growing and keep learning and keep being challenged Yeah.
0: yeah. so you guys um, you're involved in lots of different things leadership wise um, coaching writing we we'll want to pick up on on the writing in a moment so I, I think I had a question down here uh, Rachel what gets you out of bed in the morning now we've heard a little bit about uh, the church stuff and all that I was sort of thinking, could the answer be that Steve kicks you out? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he actually <laughs> that, that, used
3: to sometimes. That's the real answer. I'm a bit
1: of a night owl, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, I've had to learn the
3: discipline of getting out yeah. early in the
1: morning.
3: <laughs> but,
0: but just trying to think, like, you know, what, what's the thing? I mean, obviously you've shared some of your things that really grip you, but what else grips mm-hmm. you? You know, as you're, as you're working with people and writing yeah. books, you're writing for a reason. So, Let's explore that a little bit. Yes. What
3: gets me out of the bed in the morning is to help people, help women especially, but people in general, find what their passion is or their calling is and see it fulfilled. Um, All of the time I'm talking about calling, passion, dreams. I think we're put on this earth for so, yes, we're to be the hands and feet of Jesus, but Sinterrhenius says that the glory of God is a man or woman fully alive. We can actually only be fully alive Mm. i believe when we're fulfilling purpose Mm. and and we're shaped in a specific way and i used to try and be like steve in my preaching and communication and teaching we're Mm. completely different but when i relaxed into i've just got to love people and empower them Mm. and so that's what gets me out of bed in the morning is the thought that i want to help someone today see their dreams fulfilled yeah yeah
1: Yeah. And I know, uh, so Dave mentioned you're writing your second book. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I'm doing that because I'm not really a great
3: writer. He's a better writer. You've got to write yours.
1: Great. Yeah. yeah. Run your book at the moment. Yeah, yeah. We'll get onto that in a bit. Uh, But Mm. yeah, just share a little bit more about the book. Uh, Maybe what, what is the reason for writing it Mm. as well?
3: Yeah, so it's the second book. The first book was Soul Time. Mm-hmm. It's when your soul needs a holiday. Yep. And it was written during during lockdown with my daughter, Melody. And we were talking about when your soul's depleted, when your soul needs to find love, when your soul needs mm-hmm. um, encouragement, when you've just meh. We talk about that, yeah, you yeah. know, when you're just flat. And so there's been some great feedback from that. It's a oh, devotional. This one is called uh, Finding Your Voice mm-hmm. or Find Your Voice. And it's more about, um, I started run a, running a course mm-hmm. for women called Find Your Voice. Um, just last year. Mm. And so by the end of last year, 60 plus women, I kept it small, each group, Mm. because I wanted to have the the connection. Yeah. 60 plus women have grown in confidence in finding their voice. Mm. Finding your voice is a combination of who you are, Mm. finding who you are Mm. and what you're called to do. Mm. And... I think women, young people, especially I love speaking with young people. There were some young people on the course. It takes them a while to grasp hold of because there's so many things that they could do. What is the thing that really makes them tick? Mm. What were they designed for? But then also changing seasons of life. Mm. Women that are empty nesters or or you move locations like Steve and I have Mm. a few times. Mm. Transition. Mm. Many of us are in transition and it looks different. What does the outworking of finding your voice yeah. look like in a new yeah. season? So it's, yeah, it's that, finding your voice.
0: So it's not a singing book. It's not, it's yeah. <laughs> although
3: yeah. I, I used to lead worship many years ago, yeah. Yeah. and I admire that's that's people like um, Whitney Houston, yeah. and, but it's very sad, she had an amazing voice, but she, my question would be, when I watched her documentary, yeah. did she actually find her voice? Yeah. You know, she died at 48, her, her young daughter, 22, sadly, in a similar way. Yeah she was always she would regularly say when i watched the documentary can i be me can i be me Mm. um and i think this can be a battle often for women is we we're we're seen as nurturers and we've got so many hats and so many roles and we're giving out and giving out Mm. But what is what do actually i want we give out we forget to invest Mm. within
0: so what do you think is the problem you're trying to solve then you know as you think of your book um you're trying to Encourage people to find their voice, find who they are, their gifts, their mm. talents, mm. their dreams. Mm. What what else are you trying to solve there? Because obviously you've written it for a reason.
3: Mm.
0: What else? I'm
3: also trying to encourage women to be that for each other. Mm. So within the course, I've kept it small, kept it at fifteen. I'm hearing stories all the time of women that are advocating for each other. Oh, can you come and speak at this? Or I've got this interview coming up. Can you pray for me? Or there's one girl that used to work in the corporate world and she said her role was making rich people richer. (laughs) And when she did find your voice, she recognized that she had a teaching gift from a little girl. That she actually needed to stir up, and she's doing teacher training, wow. and she's one of the leaders in our youth, mm. and leads leads one of my mm. one of my daughters, and everybody says she's so much happier, so much fulfilled. Mm. She's got joy. she just her countenance mm. is different because she's in her sweet spot. Yeah,
0: that's a great word. Man. Yeah. Sweet spot. Mm.
3: And if I can help women, yes, find their voice, but there's something about when you're in your sweet spot, you feel fulfilled. You're going to have a better marriage. Gonna have better relationships yeah. you're gonna keep healthier so your sweet spot is a combination of who you are mm. combination rather of your your natural ability yeah. your spiritual gifts
0: yeah
3: and the opportunity to outwork them mm. so really sometimes good. we need god to open doors yeah. but sometimes we can open doors for each other yeah. and so that's what i talk I like about that. in the no, that's spiritual. really
1: good yeah 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 mm. when you shared that this morning yeah. uh that was one of the key things that mm. you know i kind of took away is and also the um, ability to uh, help others find their sweet spot yeah. as well, yes. uh, I think is a, a big thing. So yes. in terms of the book, like if you were to give us, here's a key idea that I'd love people to take away from this book. If you would say, do you know what? This is the, this is like, this is the yeah. one, yeah. you know, I, like whoever reads this, this is the thing I want you to take yeah. away. What would that be?
3: It would be the confidence to, To articulate who you are and what you're good at, Mm. the strengths, what you bring to the table, Mm. and then the courage to outwork it. Mm. Great.
0: I like that. It's very good. good. And and thinking of this idea of, you you know, you you talked about like um, people within the church setting finding their sweet spot, um, where sometimes they're not finding that's an issue for them. Do you think it's a broader issue? Do you think it's like within society, within culture, you think ladies are struggling on that topic as well?
3: Yeah, look, I think in in church generally and life in general, mm-hmm. but in church we can we can get busy looking after people and that's important. Mm-hmm. And God gives us the strength to do that. We can go from the next event to the next thing mm-hmm. and we keep going and going and mm-hmm. even in the corporate world they're all about, you know, success. Mm-hmm. And on the journey of getting to what we want to do in church or in in the corporate world, mm-hmm. we can sometimes miss mm-hmm. the people along the way that are not fulfilling their potential and so maxwell says that you just you just talked about it nathan a successful person finds their sweet spot but a successful leader helps other people find their sweet spot and i think yeah whether it's the church or not as a leader if you can notice when someone is not passion fueled they're not going to be given any outcomes if yeah. they're not in their sweet spot. And so I think we have a responsibility as pastors and leaders yeah. just to really help people and not just think we need you to fill gaps. Yeah. Yes, there's a certain amount of that, but it's if we can really get you in your zone, yeah. it's going well, so much to be much more effective don't oh, yeah, you? Yeah, That's, yeah, that's
0: the so thing good. that's going through my mind as you're sharing yeah. there, is that like, there could be people who are listening or leaders, and actually they're doing a role, mm-hmm. they're doing a job, but really... The question We were asking is, are they really in their sweet spot? Yeah. And if they're not, I guess what is how it they we need to
1: do? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and how can we help them get into the mm. right so rather than just doing a task, yeah, mm. they're doing something mm. that actually they're so passionate cool. about because yeah. so it brings that energy and life, yeah. doesn't it? Really, yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, before we get to our quick fire questions. I actually wanted to add an extra question mm-hmm. uh, because we're behind the scenes. I know behind the scenes staff meeting and uh, staff retreat, and I know lots of people and leaders will be listening to this who might be might prepare for a staff retreat or a staff away day or something in the future. I just wondered if uh, there was anything in like your preparation for coming here that you did differently to like I'm preparing a you know message on a Sunday or even okay. to talk to mm. you know the staff on it you know like every week or whatever I just wondered if you'd you know dive into that or if it looked the same just what did you do really mm. so yeah
3: well for me I think the importance of a staff retreat is building relationship mm. and having those moments vulnerable moments but for us for me definitely what I bring I feel like People need a shot in the arm. They need a, a booster. They need an immunisation. They, <laughs> they need they need encouragement. They need tools. So it's not so much. Um, I don't think the drawing board stuff, the the you know the work as much. Yeah. It's more the inspiring yeah. and the motivating mm. and the encouragement. And you guys have done that brilliantly.
2: So yeah. And you know, staff in churches work so hard and to come here to this beautiful venue which Mm. pastors Paul and Jeannie have, you know, put us in and it's been an absolute joy because it's the perfect setting. It's in a nice yeah. area. You really it, place value on your team. It's a good balance between mm. sessions and relaxing and having fun, mm. having an epic quiz, <laughs> trying yeah. to school you on the pool table. <laughs> yeah. right, it's the a, girls it's sat a in the hot
3: tub. Yeah. yeah, so
2: be intentional, place value on your staff, mm-hmm. really think it through yes. and make sure that they walk away having had some fun yeah. but also some great input. I think those are the keys to a great staff retreat. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. No, hey, brilliant. well, thanks
0: thanks for sharing those. Yeah, yeah. We do have some quick fire questions. Okay. Um, the, the reason they're quick-fire is because you got to answer them quite quickly, okay? Yeah. So we, just we, we, have,
1: we had one guess. We did quick-fire questions, yeah. and it lasted longer than the other part yeah. of the interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It
0: was like a quick fire, triple, and if, triple that was you, and
1: if that was you, we loved it. Yeah, we loved it. We <laughs> to, we're not going to say who you
0: were. No. Okay, so here they are.
3: All uh, right, in order.
0: Okay. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. So what are you most excited about and challenged about at the moment?
3: My new book, it would be. I'm mm. both excited and challenged because yeah. it's out of, out of my comfort zone.
0: Yeah. When's that new book I'm come out, actually? Mid April. Mid April 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One of the things
2: I'm really excited book. about is seeing Rachel in a sweet spot. Mm. I believe yeah. as a husband, the first gift that I've got a steward is my wife and so seeing her stepping into this new zone she's away the next three weekends in different cities around the place so seeing her thrive and come alive is something I am incredibly excited about She's my
3: greatest cheerleader yeah. literally yeah. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without
0: so when you are away then are you on the golf course is that why you're cheering her on <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I do it? get a bit <laughs> more freedom <laughs> that's to hit the golf course like that is true is. yeah <laughs> we,
1: we, now, we James, just want to yeah. dig yeah. The
0: we're digging deep here do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean used to be
3: looking after the kids but now they come after themselves
1: exactly. so. oh, they're the days uh give us your top two book recommendations and oh, a quick gosh. why
2: so okay one off the top of my head is rabbi jonathan sacks mm. on leadership so obviously he's a jewish rabbi but gives some incredible insights from the pentateuch that's first five books of the bible on leadership so it's a fascinating read currently reading watchman knees sit on walk stands really old one yeah but again just brilliant don't try and do this out of your own strength it's who you are in christ that matters great
3: 15 laws of growth by john maxwell had a big impact on my life Mm -hmm. and it's something i dip into every now and again keep growing um atlas of the heart by brene brown reading at the minute i love i love her books um importance of vulnerability Mm,
0: awesome good book recommendation so hey your favorite meal of choice Oh,
2: oh, that's thai, easy.
0: Thai. thai.
2: Thai. Thai. It would yeah. be a spicy chicken panada.
1: And you're both the same? Yeah, love Both thai. Thai. Yeah. Love it. Date which makes date night, night easy, yeah. yeah. really yeah. easy. or oh, yeah. Indian we do like
3: Indian, you yeah. get a good yeah. Indian. so you
1: don't uh, I guess you don't have the conversation as much as we have in a, what do you want to eat yeah. and you, when you're kind and you say forever. no you choose you, yeah. you choose because <laughs> we are different that, that lasts, that forever. lasts yeah.
0: forever the
2: problem is Rachel will always, always want half, half of whatever I want but I like spicy she likes mild so that's where the negotiation is for us
3: you prefer me often don't you you're so kind with that (laughs) i'll have a bit of yours you can have a bit of mine
1: yeah oh good (laughs) Good.
0: yeah final final
1: quick fire question and i know you mentioned uh, some of the hobbies that you did earlier but what would be something uh, maybe that you've not mentioned or you want to highlight again that helps you to stay fresh in ministry and life
3: well monday we went to the beach we wrapped up, we got a coffee and a cream cake and yes. we walked along the beach. You have a special
1: um, name for Mondays, don't you? It's yeah. our
3: Morston Mondays, yes. hashtag Morston Monday. Oh, we yeah, go. we always go out because when you stay home, there's always a job that needs doing. Sorry. Um, so yeah, we love we love the beach, whether it's in England or in Australia, very different temperatures, but
2: Yeah, <laughs> we better. love travel, we love getting out. One of the things we did a few years ago is we went to Oslo for the day in Norway. Oh, so gosh. we got a cheap flight, it cost us nine ninety nine out, nine ninety nine back, and we went sledging in Norway. So I'd encourage you, get out of your yeah, environment, you can, get um, out, see some of the amazing places in the world yeah. and do something different.
0: Fantastic. Hey, well it's been great to have you guys with us, Steve and Rachel Morston. On the Church screen podcast, yeah. we're almost at a wrap now, aren't we?
1: We are. We are. We are. What, what, like, what's the best way for people oh, to yeah. connect
2: with Very you important. guys? Yeah. Uh, so- through our website, StephenRachel.co.uk, or our Instagrams. Yeah. Yeah. However, or at Soul Church. Yeah. Come and visit us at our church. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Awesome well it's been so good to be together on the church explained podcast again a big thank you to steve and rachel and uh, again wherever you're consuming this content like review subscribe follow if you're on spotify that's a shout out to someone who's mentioned what do i do on spotify well you can follow along uh with the podcast on there and uh yeah we have loads of free resources that are available for you at icon.church forward slash open they're free and available for you to use in your churches as you please but it's it's been great to be together on the church explaining podcast and we will see you next time as we gather together